What is going on, everybody? This is Chuck Livingston, joined as always by my two uh, talented, funny, and um, handsome co-hosts, Logan Livingston. Logan? What's up, everybody? And Colby Yarbrough. What's going on, everyone? Uh, now, it probably seems like you haven't heard from us in a while, and that's true. We actually um, didn't record last week. It was the first time we've missed a week since, I mean, probably over the summer, right? Yeah, about August, I think, right before the Auburn game. Uh wasn't intentional. It was just one of those things, man, just so much was happening. Uh, and speaking of so much is happening, uh, there's a lot going on right now in the world of the University of Arkansas athletics. Uh, obviously, we're smack in the middle of basketball season. We've had football coaching shakeups. We've had recruiting shakeups. Uh, there's a lot going on. We took a bad – we picked a bad time to go on a uh, pseudo uh, vacation, but we're back now. We're going to try to clear it up for you. And uh, we're going to start off with Hoops, which uh, was actually off to a really strong start after winning uh, in Athens, Georgia, and at home against Vanderbilt. Then the wheels fell off the past week. We lost in Tennessee, uh, which, you know, it sort of started off slow, but then we, you know, we ended up losing the game, but it was against a team who may be better than their record would suggest. But everybody assumed going home to play Ole Miss on Saturday that we would get back, you know, back at it, back in business. That did not happen, and it was one of the – in my opinion, one of the um, the most confusing loss of the Mike Anderson era. Guys, uh, can you help me out with this? I don't think there's any kind of help for this. It's uh, unexcusable. Uh, the Ole Miss game, I think we lost this from a pure lack of almost effort, it felt like. It didn't feel like our guys really had it in them. They, there was no like fire there. Um, oh, uh, uh, Ole Miss just canned another uh, wide-open three-pointer <laughs> since you've been talking. Yeah, our perimeter defense. Our defense in general. I know Colby, he's going to be harping on this later, but the defense was atrocious. Um and even the lineups, too. Like, I was talking about two guys in the group message, man. Uh, we're still firing away with Madden and, uh, with Madden at the point. Um, I know he scored 22 points against uh, Ole Miss. Most of those were on free throws. Um, but, again, he, he, led the, he led the team with turnovers as well, and his defense was lackluster at best. Um, there's a lot of question marks right now uh, going forward. It's definitely not what we wanted out of the past week. It feels like every time we get uh, some momentum, we'll get back in the polls – we just knock ourselves right back out. It happened earlier in the season as well with Clemson. We don't handle success very well. I agree, and that's that's the most troubling thing of all. Colby, what do you think? As fans, we probably get too high at times and too low at times. A couple, you know, after the Georgia game, we're two and zero in conference, and we're talking, you know, maybe a Sweet Sixteen berth, uh, you know, advancing there, not a berth, but advancing that deep, and you know, maybe a top fifteen ranking. And then after this week, we're like, man, can we? Or is this another NIT team? And, um, you know, Logan kind of talked about it a little bit, but defense, you know, I think has been, you know, what's keeping Arkansas, you know, from taking that next step. And, you know, we know they're good offensively, but when you're giving, letting teams, Ole Miss is averaging about 74 points a game, and Arkansas gave it, what, 94 to them? When you're letting teams. 96, yeah. 96. When teams are averaging or getting over 20 points, they're averaging, they're playing, it's not good. So you have to almost be on top of your your offensive game, you know, if, if you want to win a game. And then if you have a bad offensive game, um then you're, you know, up a creek, kind of like when they played Tennessee, they had just a bad offensive night. And uh, Tennessee, a low-scoring team, I think the, the, the a game before against Alabama had 38 points, and then they, you know, had a pretty good game against Arkansas. I don't know what – I can't remember where they scored. but Yeah, it was 74-69, but I'll say this. The game wasn't even as close as the score indicated. We got a lot of uh, last-minute baskets by Beard. He got hot late. <clears throat> he was 3 or 4 there late, I think, and uh, got us within striking distance. I know what we were down, like, 2, I think. Two or three there at the end. Uh, but the game really wasn't that close, honestly. We just kind of got hot with, like, the last minute. But a little yeah, it was, Go ahead. 
Yeah, uh, the, the most troubling thing, you know, on the road in the SEC is, is a difficult uh, test regardless of what you do. That's why we were so excited about the uh, Georgia win, I think, uh, that we were actually able to seem like we were turning the corner a little bit. And to be honest, I didn't really jump off a cliff after the Tennessee game. I mean, I was disappointed, certainly, because I feel like Arkansas is a better team than Tennessee. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, it was a hard-fought game. We came back. We just dug too big a hole. The Ole Miss game is completely different because not only did we lose at home in our gym, we absolutely got smashed. Like, we got drilled uh, to the point that, I mean, Ole Miss hit, what, 68% of their shots in the game? Was it? I mean, yeah, they were shooting like – in the first half. Yeah, 74 in the first half. It was out of control. You couldn't do that in an, in an empty gym. So, for, the, for Ole Miss to come out and do that, now you're starting to wonder – uh, is your is your home court um, advantage sort of like wavering a little bit? You know, because uh, Vanderbilt hung in there. Now you've lost the game to Ole Miss, and uh, again, it's a, it's such a long season. But their thing, these things have been there for. I mean, since you fired Nolan Richardson, and uh, you know, like you have to start wondering, man, how, how do you, you know, who's the guy to come in and fix this? Maybe I'm being a little optimistic, but uh, Tennessee, Arkansas has always struggled. I think they've won what two or three times since they've been this hit Tennessee. It's always been a tough place to play. And then Ole right. Miss, they were showing, they showed it throughout the broadcast on uh, Saturday. But Ole Miss has won like the last four times in Fayetteville. And Arkansas is the last. You know, they've always had that home uh, court advantage. They've always been tough at home. And uh, Ole Miss is uh, some way. I guess you know Andy Kennedy just knows how to win at Bud Walton. It's kind of like well, a good well, we beat them there do. last year. We beat yeah. them there last year. We had, uh, I think it was Anthon Bell had that uh, career. He scored hot, 32. Right, and he hit everything. But, you know, other than that, yeah, I think that's right. Now, I remember, you know, so it's just one of those things, the familiarity. You know, for years we played, every, you know, home and away in the Western Division. Um, but, yeah, it was a disheartening loss just because of sort of Ole Miss is better than the sum of their parts. You know, their record's a little misleading in my opinion. But by the same token, uh you got to win that game at home. If you're if you're the 19th team in the country, whether you lost Tennessee or not, if you're the 19th team in the country, you've got to defend your home court against that team that you're supposedly better than. And now, again, your season sort of hangs in the balance. You host Alabama upcoming. Um, but it was just a completely frustrating loss where I wasn't willing to jump off a cliff after Tennessee. Uh, again, after the Ole Miss game, I was um, – I was making my own cliff to jump off of, so to speak. So yeah, well, it's like we've been trying to hang our hat on. We got, we're gonna, we already know we're gonna win all of our home games. Well, now right. we, we can't even guarantee that. And uh, and it's not like this game was even close, really. It was never really within reach in the second half. Um, right. It's not like it was a two point game that you know they they got bailed out on the official or something like that. They no. led from beginning to end. They played their game, and we couldn't do anything. I will say this. What a joke. The SEC can't get an extra ref. We had to do it with two referees. And that was the head official that was out, too. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. To, yeah. I, don't think, I think they still would have beat us, but I think that's just completely right. ridiculous. That's a side note. But That, that was but, just a weird game all in all because you had uh, the announcers were in Bristol. They weren't at Fayetteville, and then you had the two refs. I mean, it was just, I don't know. Yeah, what was that about? What, what was the thought process behind all that? Does anybody know? They, they, yeah. couldn't, afford, they couldn't afford to send someone to Fayetteville, do you? It, it's something they've been trying. They tried it for the Oklahoma-West Virginia game, I guess, because more games now than ever have been televised. And so, I mean, they're trying to save cost. Uh, I don't know. They're just something they're trying out, and it just happened to be an Arkansas game they tried out. It was so weird. Scared? Yeah, it was terrible, though, because, like, the, the, you couldn't even hear. Like, normally when their announcers are there, you can, like, hear the crowd in the background, but it was, like, dead silent. Like, and they're, like, 
I can just imagine these guys sitting in their living room on their couch, like watching this Razorback game. Like me and Charlie and just sitting in the couch watching like Texas Oklahoma, like announcing it from the from the couch with our headsets on. Oh, please let me announce a Texas game. That would be wonderful. <laughs> look at, can I volunteer for that? You ain't got to pay me if I yeah. just have to. Uh, yeah, well, I, I could see that. ESPN's sort of a startup right now. They probably don't have a lot of money, and they probably. <laughs> yeah, they're new. Oh, wait a minute. ESPN's the biggest freaking sports corporation in the world. I mean, in the world. Anyway, I'm, I'm not. In the world, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but back to, the say, old, back to the Ole Miss yeah. Arkansas game. I, um, I will say this is probably the most disappointed I've been in Mike since he's been here. Uh, just from a fundamental standpoint, there was a lot of things that we just didn't do right. Um, even from a lineup perspective, you know, Ole Miss has really good guards, and I felt like, you know, predominantly throughout the game, our, our two best guards that I, I believe on both sides of the ball, Durham and Beard, didn't even really play that much. We rolled with Madden and Bell uh, for 28 and 32 minutes during the game, and I just, I just didn't really think that was a smart matchup for us. I felt like we were trying to play left-handed, kind of uh, old, like old Jim Chaney likes to do during the football <laughs> season. And we'll get to that later. Foreshadowing. <laughs> but it just, it just didn't feel like that was a smart idea. Where I mean, Beard, especially after coming off that game he had against Tennessee, where I felt like he, he proved a lot that he could actually, you know, be a contributor. And then he only got five minutes of playing time. Um, I just thought that was really strange. And I really think he's gonna have to start playing Beard and Bab and. Uh, and uh, Durham a little bit more. Well, I mean, it's obvious because what you're doing is not working. Uh, you know, it's one thing if you're if you're winning, and we were winning for a while there. But uh, if Ole Miss, because you're going to encounter teams that uh, that have more talent than Ole Miss, believe it or not, as good as Ole Miss looked the other night, they're not one of the top four teams in the SEC. We just made them look that way. Um, so when you start talking about Florida and Kentucky, and uh, I mean, shoot, you go back to Ole Miss again. I mean, you've got to figure out. You know, you got to figure out your. I mean, I just, I feel like we're, we're banging our head against the wall to an extent. You know, Kai Madden. You know, like he he has his moments and he has other moments where uh, it's not good. You know, and it's just you have to know when to pull the plug. I know he's a. I know you know he's a senior. I know that he's been through the wars, but if he's not producing, uh, I don't care if he's a freshman or a senior. You've got to do something different. And this was supposed to be the deepest team we've had since the '90s, right? Yeah, and uh, and we're still clinging to these guys that uh, just flat out aren't producing on occasion. Like I said, and that's nothing against Kai. You know, he's 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 a warrior and he plays hard. I've never doubted that he plays hard. Uh, but we need, I need somebody out there that's going to get it done. You know, I, everybody's playing hard, as Bear Bryant once said. I yeah. need somebody who's going to get it stopped. Get it stopped now. Yeah, I uh, we definitely miss like our energy guys, Cody Clark and uh, Kiko Hadar. Me and me and uh, Colby were talking about this earlier. Uh, it just felt like times in the game when things were going well, like we didn't have that fire like we had uh, a season ago. Um, and I know Hadar was one of those guys who would always he would make he would do some crazy like effort plays and get the crowd back into it, get his team back into it. And I feel like we don't have that right now. Um, and it's crucial to our our play style. We play the you know scramble defense, press, and uh, fast paced style. But without that energy, uh, it does it doesn't really work. Um, That's why they should uh, let me walk on. I mean, I, if, if you can be the next Water Kiko Hadar, go for it. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Offensively, this team has got, is a lot better from last year, but defensively, they're probably the worst in the league. Um, I think I've heard that in stats-wise, but, I mean, from seeing them play, I, I think they're the worst uh, uh, team on defense. And you're just not going to win many games like that, or, you know, you're not going to take that step, you know, like they want to. And, um, you know, I don't know what it is. They, they, um, you don't know if they need to look at as far as when they need to press, pick times, because when they play good Teams or teams with good guards, they're getting killed. Iowa State, Clemson. Oh yeah, uh, if, if other teams got a good guard, we're toast. Miss, yeah, play and a zone so, with your guards and you're good. 
And yeah, so uh, you, you wonder if they want, you know, if Mike Anderson will look at, you know, picking his time to press and not being so aggressive on defense because Arkansas was up, you know, well away from the three-point line and they're guarding, player, or guarding their team and the guards just go right past them to break down. Everybody kind of rotates over and then, you know, someone's wide open for a three and it, or, you know, a block shot. I think Ole Miss's first four shots were just pretty much wide open shots in the paint. And, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they need to do, but, you know, it's just something that I see that, you know, maybe they need to uh, look at. And, you know, and the warning signs were there early in the season, if you think back. You know, you think back to Northwestern State. They just – it was a layup line against them. We were just lucky enough to be able to uh, outscore them. Uh, you know, there were other ball games as well early in the season. You know, so th- this is nothing that is a surprise if you've been uh, – maybe the, the, the manner of the – and how we lost, you know, how the, 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 the deficit, the overall deficit. But, you know, you look back sort of and you look, man, you know, Iowa State, that they really punished us and it's just – it's one of those deals that it's been hanging over the team the whole year, but now it's been, you know, there's sort of been a spotlight put on it because of the last two weeks or the last two games. And, um, again, certainly a long season, nothing, that, you know, something you can correct. But, again, you've played over half a season now. You're still getting torched by guards. Um, anybody half decent in, in the league, I mean, you're turned into an SC, all-SEC guard just by playing Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um What's the adjustment? What do you do? I mean, you know, uh, uh, Colby was talking about before we went on, you know, Moses Kingsley hasn't been playing a lot. Well, he can at least help you clean up on the boards and maybe block a shot or two. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not a coach, but it just seems like what you're doing ain't working. You need yeah. to fix it. I think it's key now for – I mean, like, I know Mike and his fastest 40 minutes. Like, that's his, his scheme. But if you don't got the personnel for it, you don't got the personnel for it. you got to kind of adjust your scheme a little bit because right. I feel like – we're trying to press, but like, there's just wide open layups now. If they if they break the press, it's just over. Like that's it. Like there's yeah. no there's no stopping it. Like it's it's free layups all the time, and we, we can't afford to give free points like that ever. I mean, you just can't do it. And uh, and how much does that tower our, our players when you know someone just flies by them and they're running, you know, they're sprinting to get back to the player, you know, and I don't know. It's just um, and boxing out's another thing that they've just done a very poor job of doing. Uh, and me and Logan's actually talked about maybe they should switch up their lineup to you know put a, you know a few of their best defenders out there with their best scores maybe you know Beard, um, uh, Watkins, Qualls, Portis, and Kingsley on the floor at one time so you get your two best scores and your three of your best defenders out on the uh, floor. So I don't know. Of course we don't get paid the big bucks, but you know it, it's easy to you know sit and watch the game and, and uh, critique. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the way I see it, we're just as qualified as those ESPN fellows they had. Oh God, the they're so the bad. <laughs> I mean, they were sitting at a studio in Bristol. You know, we're sitting in all around Arkansas, and we're looking at the same thing. So maybe we need a job with ESPN. I don't know. Um, it, it, it certainly was frustrating. Okay, yeah, I'm with Logan. Like there were times. I think we knew that in the past that we weren't really ready uh, when when uh, Coach Anderson first got there. And I think last year, I think we were all kind of discouraged by how we finished the season against Alabama and South Carolina. Uh, but the expectations were so high for this team to come out and lay an egg against Ole Miss at home, uh, a team that is probably better than we all thought before the season, but I didn't think that Arkansas would lose to Ole Miss either. Does that make I'll, sense? Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, I know this is it's, – it's depressing, and we shouldn't have lost that game, but Ole Miss really should almost beat Kentucky at Rep Arena. Ole Miss is better than we thought. There's no they're, question. They're better than we thought, but, again, the, it's not even that we lost the game. It's how we lost the game, you know. Yeah. It, it wasn't even close. And we, and if we they just, lost, if they won on a three pointer at the buzzer to win by two points, you know what? Hey, that's just meant to be. You're in the game. 
maybe fouling before he gets a three up. That's fine. You know, I can live with that. I can live or die with that. They beat us by 14, and it wasn't really even that close. It wasn't. It was 25 most of the, the you know, first and second half. So, I just feel like Arkansas missed a golden opportunity. They're still 26th in the RPI. So just changing their off or their uh, non-conference schedule this year, they put themselves in a good situation. But, I mean, they could have been 4-0 right now. They should be 4-0 in conference and, you know, probably looking at top 15 ranking. And, and they just set themselves up so much better. You know, now they're kind of got a lot of work to do. And, oh, yeah. If we had won these past two games, we'd have been sitting real pretty. But now we're kind of, as Charlie said earlier, we're kind of like, can we even make the tournament? Is this an MIT team? What are we doing? Well, well, well seriously. That frustrates I mean, me most. You know how, you know, after we beat Georgia on the road, Colby brought up the possibility that maybe that was the second toughest road game we play all year. You know, and I, st- I stand by that. I still think that's a that's a very good observation. The problem is, you know, if you flip it around, you know, it's great to say, yeah, if you beat Georgia on the road, you can win any- anywhere on the road. Uh, but now you're thinking, man, if we can lose to Ole Miss at home, our fortress of solitude, to quote, you know, uh, Superman, man, you can lose – to almost anybody at home, right? Like, I mean, Alabama's coming up. They play hard. Tennessee's already beat you, and they're coming in on the 27th. Uh, you catch South Carolina and State that are – but it's like, look, I mean – South Carolina's actually really good. You don't want to mess with yeah, those guys. They actually took down I'm, Iowa State, who beat us. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So South Carolina's coming to the butt. So now you're looking, you're like, all right, Ole Miss has already carved us up. You got Bama, you got Tenor, you got South Carolina. That's your next three home games, guys. I mean, do you go two and one in those games? I mean, what do you do? You got LSU late in the season coming in. I'm telling you, it's just – some adjustments have to be made. I know. I remember talking to my dad back, my dad B back in the day, and uh, he always talked about the '90s teams. Uh, I, I guess specifically the '94 and '95 teams, and why they did so well. You never beat them twice. Well, yeah, nobody ever beat them twice. But the thing about it is, like, you know, no one's known for his 40 minutes of hell. But those teams won playing half court offense. Really, right? They could slow it down with Corliss and just pound you inside. Uh, it wasn't all run and gun, and I. And I feel like the same kind of problems are going to happen here. Mike needs to know when he needs to slow it down. Um, and adjust, man. You have to adjust. Like, I know that system. It's fun to watch. And it's gotten us some wins. It has. But so far, it's been – this is year four, and we're not even we're, – we're, this is our best year, but we have to make the tournament. And I feel like some serious adjustments need to be made uh, in the coming weeks if we're going to have a chance. Well, and also looking forward, and we talked about – we touched on this a little bit just before the show. This is Mike's best team. Okay, very good team. You can play just about any way that you want to. We haven't shown that ability yet, but we know that you should be able to. But you're losing a lot next year. Like, you know, Kai Madden, for all the shortcomings, he does make some things happen for you. Bobby Portis looks like he's bound for the NBA. Okay, he's a first-round. I mean, every game he dominates, his stock is just going up. And Qualls is gone. And Qualls is gone. So, all right, so you're losing your three best scorers off this year's team. Let's say that we creep into the tournament. Let's say we get in as a 10 seed, which I think – I don't think you'd be happy with, but you're saying, okay, we're back in the tournament. Well, now the three guys that got you there are leaving next year, you know, and you're not getting Kayvon Allen. You're not doing this. Like, so now you're rebuilding again, right? Yeah. And again, I don't know. Um, we need somebody to step up as a leader this year. And I'm obviously next year is a step back. Like you said, I don't really think, I don't think there's any way we're better next year. Uh, just looking at our roster so far, uh, we do have Dusty Hannas and Jimmy Witt, right, coming in next year. They'll be able to play. So that's that'll be a positive. But um, somebody needs to step up. I feel like uh, one of the big things we had last year was Cody Clark. We had some senior leadership. But I feel like out of the seniors we have right now, none of them are really stepping up and being that guy that can, like, when, we really, when we're really we hitting, like, some disparity uh, for him to step up and do something. And, you know, our seniors, you know, Madden and Harris really haven't, 
stepped up to the plate, and Qualls has, but I really don't know if he's as a vocal leader type like Cody Clark was. He kind of just shows it with his game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, more, more of a lead-by uh, example. Hopefully, Qualls does decide to come back and Portis as well. I guess the only thing that might hold uh, Portis from being a higher, you know, um, draft pick is his defense kind of struggles at times. So, you know, maybe that's what keeps him back at, you know, another year. Maybe it, um, he decides to come back and work more on his defense. But, you know, that um, – you know, it's not looking that way if I, you know, from looking on the outside end. Well, and you look at the way the NBA game's going, too. He, he's a modern four. I mean, he's a guy that gets in there, he can shoot it. You know, he, his offensive game is very refined. And he's a little skinny, but I think he's got room to improve. You know, he. I'm with you. Like, I mean, you know, maybe if something happens with a big-time recruit, Kayvon Allen, and I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, you know, maybe he decides, all right, I'm just going to cash in my chips. I'm going to come back one more year and – sort of you know take my take my chances with that you know that 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 could be possible but again like if you don't make a run this year you're two years out again and um again with no help on the horizon other than uh, malik monk so uh and you're putting a lot of eggs in that basket too so uh it will be a very interesting year uh to say the least uh is there uh is there anything with basketball recruiting i know kevon is still uh twisting the wind colby you said you don't think that's gonna happen right yeah, I, I just don't see him coming here. It, it was rumored that he was going to visit Tennessee um, uh, this weekend. He didn't, and he, he reconfirmed his commitment to Florida. Um, you know, I think the whole thing with Kayvon Allen, we got Jimmy Witts. I don't know if Mike Anderson was thinking, you know, uh, that's the only guard we need, and we're going to have to, you know, get a, the next part we're going to get is a forward to replace Portis. And so you, your numbers, you only have, you know, 12 scholarships, so you have to really work, you know, your, your numbers out. So, you know, maybe he's going to put that more – toward a, a, a Capita, Ted Capita, as a forward, you know, coming in, you know, trying to put his eggs in that basket since if Portis leaves. But uh, Jimmy Witt, I mean, as far as rankings, him and Kayvon Allen are both top 50 players around the same area in every recruiting service. So, you know, maybe Mike Anderson felt like Jimmy Witt was a better fit. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that sounds uh, possible. You know, I've seen Kayvon uh, probably four or five times, and he's obviously a very good player, and you want to keep those guys at home. But – the numbers sometimes, you know, the, you can't argue with the numbers. You're sort of up against a, a concrete ceiling there as far as that goes. So, and Arkansas it, brought a, a lot of guards in this past year too with Bab and Beard. And so, I mean, and then, of course, uh, Dusty Hannah. So maybe, you know, they want to put more, you know, maybe bring in a, a post or two, uh, one or two post players coming in. I could see that, you know. Uh, but, again, it's it just it, – it's a it's a scary time, and, of course, there's so many games left. You know, we, Arkansas can win eight straight, and this this will all look like a bunch of uh, sort of naysayers, sort of twisting the wind and all that, you know. So I I hope that's the case. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just – it's hard to see at this point, you know, how – you know, that, that home court invincibility being gone is one thing. And then uh, – but, again, I still think that there's a chance to get well with Alabama coming to town on the 22nd and um and again i think you go back to work and uh you don't have to rework everything but you certainly have to um something's got to change you know it's the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing over and over again expecting a different result and uh we've done what we've done and uh we've seen the results so far so it's probably time to shake something up i don't know again i don't know what it is but um just as an outsider you i can tell you that it's uh it's a little different logan do you have anything to add on the recruiting front no, I think we pretty much covered most of it, and I agree with what you said. Something, <clears throat> hopefully, Mike comes out next week with some adjustments, and uh, we get back on the right track because uh, you know that seat's going to get warm if we start losing. He gets, in, he doesn't make the tournament again this year. I know we talked about it earlier in the season, and uh, that still stands. 
Yeah, because again, you're, you're paying a lot of money, and this is with this team, you have to be able to get in. And I mean, I I don't even think getting in would be enough. I think you have to be able to make a run uh, with with the sort of team you've got, with the the, the depth and the the type of caliber player that Michael Qualls and Bobby Portis are, and even a guy like you know Anton Beer. Just you know, I think it's just a lot of juggling right now, and hopefully something will figure it out. But it's a the Ole Miss game was certainly hard to um, was hard to stomach. So um, so that was round ball. Uh, it was a it was an eventful uh, week and a half on the uh, the hardwood to be to be sure. Not nearly as eventful as some of the fireworks coming from the. Uh, from uh, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Uh, <laughs> it was like Christmas. Uh, yeah, it was like Christmas in one sense. Uh, you know, we, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, back when, the the week after the bowl game, when uh, Brett Bielema was working out extensions for all of his assistants, um, <laughs> we, we it, it was not, the fact was not lost on us that uh, that often, former offensive coordinator Jim Chaney did not receive a contract extension. And, uh, you know, Rob Smith got one, and, you know, Randy Shannon departed, and, you know, everybody sort of got one. Everybody that, you know, everybody felt like was doing a good job was extended, and Chaney was sort of left twisted in the wind. And in the, in the group message, Logan kind of says, uh, Chaney still hasn't signed an extension, and he put the little hog emoticon <laughs> uh, emoji. And, uh, and at the time, me and Colby both kind of laughed it off, like, he ain't going nowhere. You know, you're crazy. Well, as it turns out, Chaney went somewhere. Uh, I don't know if it was a power play gone wrong or what, but he's now the – he took a very lateral, at best, position to go to uh, Pittsburgh to be their offensive coordinator. Now, Arkansas has an opening at, at the offensive coordinator position. Uh, now, it's well known that we're, we've been critical of Chaney's work throughout the past two years, so much that Dr. SEC tweeted us when the news broke and said, I know the Hogcast guys are partying. And you should see some of the excerpts from that group message because it was pretty phenomenal. Um, guys, uh, Jim Chaney leaving, what do you think? Um, you know, uh, I can only say as the uh, president of the Jim Chaney Hogcast fan club, that next season will not be nearly as exciting without our Jim Chaney segments uh, every week. It was like the highlight of the Hogcast every week, talking about uh, why did he try this sweep and this quadruple reverse up 14. I don't know. Uh, I, I think our team uh, overall will be better because of it. Um, you know, we don't know who the new offensive coordinator is going to be yet, um, but I just can't imagine it being any worse. I really can't. Colby um, sent me a picture of who, of who he would vote for. It was a, it was a guy with a beard and a black uh, uh, Razorback jacket, but I don't know if if that was a. Uh, I think that was just a selfie. Oh, oh, never mind. Okay, I apologize. But uh, um, I, will I mean, not I deny think... that I have been contacted about the, the offensive coordinator. <laughs> We're breaking news left and right on the podcast. Colby Yarbrough, next offensive coordinator. But um, yeah, I think uh, Cheney actually was interviewing for the Texas A&M linebackers co- or not linebackers offensive line coach uh, is what we heard before um, like recently actually that came out so he was obviously trying to get out of Arkansas pretty badly so I don't know if Brett kind of pushed him out and said you should probably look for another job because we're not giving you an extension or he was kind of tired of not getting to sling it 80 times a game because 45 wasn't enough um, in the rain in the, the rain yeah rain. so I'm not sure but obviously something happened there I really don't believe that Bielema and Cheney's philosophies exactly mesh very well so I think this is going to be a, a better move for the both of them um, but I, I could see Brett sitting him down in his office and being like, you know what, Cheney, we just gave Rob an extension, but you're going to have to, you should probably look for somewhere else. I don't think we're going to hand you one. So see, I actually see it differently. Here's how I see it playing out. I'm going to do a voice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to act it out for y'all right now at home. Okay. 
So, you know, so Brett's in the office. He's probably recruiting. He's checking Twitter out to make sure, you know, guys aren't cutting up or whatever. And there's a knock on the door. Well, come on in. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm Brett Billima. And uh, here, here comes Chaney, you know, slothing in. And he sits down. He's like, Coach, we've got to talk. Yeah, what's up, Jim? What's up? What's going on? P- Pittsburgh wants wants to hire me to be their offensive coordinator. They're offering 800k a year. Uh, can, can you match that? And I just think Brett's just like, no, we can't. Bye. <laughs> See you later. No, 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 Coach. I'm I'm Jim Cheney. I've been your offensive coordinator the past two years. Yeah, no, we can't match it. You got to go. Bye. Uh, <laughs> you? No, it's fine. We'll, we're, we're gonna we already got movers at your house. We put them on retainer uh, after the after the Mississippi State game. So uh, you, we actually kind of been waiting for this, Jim. Uh, we're actually paying some of the money that Pittsburgh's using to pay you to uh, hire you up there. So um, I gave you yeah. a great recommendation. I gave you the best recommendation. Uh, I'm donating $100,000 from my own salary to help s- supplement you up there. <laughs> Godspeed. Nice. Uh, yeah, Chaney, we kind of ripped on Chaney. Uh, I- I'll give you my opinion. Colby, wh- what do you think about Chaney? Yeah, my- mine's probably not as, you know, I'm probably not as down on Chaney as you two are, but, um, you know. What's that I mean, supposed to mean? Yeah, come on, dude. Well, I mean, you are just like <laughs> extreme. But um, Did you see our offense last year? No, no, no. I, 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 like, for me, I wouldn't mind seeing Chaney come back, but he's definitely on my, like, hot seat. Like, you know, if he didn't get it done next year, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing him done with more talent. So he wouldn't have any excuses, but – you know, I'm definitely okay with, with, with him leaving, but I, I'm with y'all. I think probably what happened was, you know, I don't think he was fired or maybe pushed out the door, but, you know, it's more like, you know, he was looking around and Bielema was like, yeah, he didn't try to bring him back. He didn't try to, you know, say, you know, offer him more money or extension on his contract or whatnot. You know, he's like, the door is open. You know, hey, if you want to go, that's fine. And that's probably what it was. And I honestly don't even know if he'll get more money at Pittsburgh. He's getting a decent salary at 550000 And, um, you know, it says a lot that he was looking at the A&M offensive line job. So I think he was gone regardless, even if it was for a position job. He was tired of that pressure, man. That Arkansas media was getting after him, especially that podcast <laughs> show, man. They were giving him hell. <laughs> he doesn't really care what uh what Bob Holt and Robbie Naiswanger were thinking about him in the paper. He was just like, man, that – Oh, those guys from 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 Conway are killing me. What in the world, uh, man? I can't do anything to please them. Yeah, I, Logan kind of referenced my thought on it. Here's the thing: I don't think Cheney, uh, in and of himself, is a bad uh, offensive coach. I think he's a good offensive coach. Um, I think that this was never the right fit for him. I think that he was a big name. He was on the market. He had been through some of the battles at Tennessee, and uh, when Brett was assembling his staff. You look at a guy like that, and you start to say, "All right, you know, that, I, I could see that. I could see where that would be a, I could see where that where, where that would make sense for our team to have a guy like that." And I just think, yeah, like Logan said, you know, his philosophy is pass the ball. You know, I think Colby's quote was about him, or maybe even Cheney said it was that his idea of balance is passing at fifty t- half the time to the left and half the time to the right. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and again, Brett is not that. Brett's a run. He's a balanced offense, but he wants to run it a majority of the time. Most of his plays, he wants to run, you know, he wants to be on the ground. So it was, you could almost say it was doomed from the start, in a way, uh, in a manner of speaking, because uh, they just, they're so uh, fundamentally different football coaches, you know, and that's, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Certainly, uh, I think, judging from how the fans reacted to his leaving, to looking at how uh, we're reacting to his leaving right now, I think everybody's kind of like, okay. Um, you know, it's probably time for a fresh start. The downside for me, and I mentioned this the day they left, was that we were primed for a big year next year, um, with Cheney or no, just because uh, there's a lot. We have a lot coming back on offense, you know, and uh, we were going to add some big-time recruits and more on that in a little bit. But um, even with Cheney involved and Brown Allen as a senior, 
you're going to have Jay Will, you're going to have Alex Collins, you're going to have most of your offensive line back, and you're going to have some key games next year. You're looking at eight or nine wins, uh, whether Cheney's calling your ball plays or not. So uh, sort of the downside, whatever is maybe better about the next guy, um, whatever may be better about the next guy, there's not going to be that continuity, you know, and he might tweak some things and, uh, we don't really know. We don't know because we don't know who the next coach is going to be. But, uh, you know, having Chaney back would have been good for continuity's sake. Now, had Chaney decided to leave after next year when B.A. was leaving and probably Collins and Jay Will and guys like that, and you just start over fresh with a new offense, that would have probably been the ideal time. But Chaney certainly had his shortcomings, too. I'm not waxing poetic about Chaney's career in Fayetteville. Don't well, get here's me the wrong. thing. Brett, Brett wants to win. He wants to win now. He's not yes. trying to wait till next year. So, like – Losing Cheney now, honestly, I think it's worth a few games. I mean, realistically, because I think, I mean, as tight as the SEC was, I mean, there was a bunch of close games we had last year. Um, so you're going to have Cheney calling the last second play uh, in some SEC battles. I mean, I don't trust him. I, I wouldn't have been happy at all. You know what I mean? Which, I agree. I which, mean, what, what, what games would we point the finger at Cheney almost exclusively? I think Miss Missouri, with a limited quarterback, he kept chucking Alabama. that thing. Alabama. Alabama certainly. was rough. Uh, Mississippi State wasn't great, but I can't put that all on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then so so there's two to three that Arkansas stood a better chance of somebody who would have just ran the ball, just fall down in the middle of the field, than try to throw it around the yard like it's uh like, like we're using a Nerf Vortex ball or something. Okay, <laughs> like so, like I said, you know, best of luck to Cheney. It didn't work out. Um, I really believe that the power play was what he was going for, and it just didn't come to pass for him. And, um, you know, and that just happens, man. Sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to bid it, you know, better on them to figure it out now than to like string it along for a while and try to say, oh, you know, let's try to make it work. You, sometimes you don't want to put a square peg into a round hole. You just want to move on. I will say and, this. Another good thing about, you know, he was the, he was the quarterback's coach as well. Right. So I'm, I'm excited to see who we bring in for that position uh, to see Joe how Montana. they can. Yeah, sure. Why not? It can't get any worse. He knows how to play quarterback, I think. He knows a little bit. He knows a little bit about quarterback. So If, t- if Touchdown Tom wins on Sunday, then uh, we might just hire Brady just after he retires. <laughs> exactly. Come to Arkansas, brother. Yeah, come on, CB. Yeah, but no, I think, I- a, quarter- I think a quarterback's coach would be good. I'd like to see how uh, different uh, – because, I mean, you look last year to our defense comparatively to, to the year before with a new staff – I'm uh, I'm real curious to see uh, how much improvement our offense makes with a new staff in place, especially at quarterbacks coach, because I really don't think Cheney was was great at, at developing QBs. I know he gets a lot of credit for, you know, Drew Brees at Purdue, <laughs> but he wasn't exactly the quarterbacks coach then. Um, and I don't really think Drew Brees really needed too much coaching. He's, uh, see, that's that's something that kills me. Like you know, everybody talks about, oh, John Calipari, he makes these guys into one and done talents. John Calipari's recruiting the top players in the country and they're coming to him, they were going to be one and done regardless. If, if you, if, that's so stupid. Like, I mean, yeah. And like you said, Drew Brees is just Drew Brees. Like he's just that guy. Like there's no, what are you talking about? Cheney. I mean, so who else does he develop? So yeah. <laughs> is it more likely that Brees made Cheney or Cheney made Brees? Give me a break. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you completely, but I mean, it'd be cool to see next year. Uh, if we can compare and contrast the offensive production, you know, if Brandon Allen comes out there looking like Ryan Mallett, then we know, man, Cheney was holding that mug back. Cheney's holding him back. Yeah. We'll yeah, get but, a definitive answer to that. We'll get yeah. a definitive answer. Yeah. 100%. I agree. So Couple hope, go ahead. Cole. I, I wanted to note, um, on the, I just read where apparently, uh, Cheney said in his pit interview he had taken um, Arkansas's offense as far as they could go. And, and if, if you're finishing in the bottom half of the SEC and that's as far as they can go, um, you know, you're not a very good offensive coordinator. 
are your handcuffed. So I guess we'll, right. like Logan was saying, we'll find out more, you know, probably next year and the years to come. Second thing I heard Agent Derby talking on uh, Bo Madeline's show, I think, today. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about they kind of were trying to get his feel where, you know, Bielema was going as far as offense coordinator. And he mentioned that Bielema wants to go more toward a balance offense. So I don't know if there was, um, you know, I don't know what he meant by that because, you know, Chaney's more of a passing coach. I don't know if he, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe his his passing, you know, maybe he, want, he wanted to be more balanced. Maybe, you know, because Chaney always threw it more of the sideline. He didn't really hit the middle of the field, maybe. I don't know, maybe Bielman was wanting more of, you know, um, you don't know, more a threat. Well, Colby, if you'd listen to Jim Cheney, we were a passing threat last year. We were that was <laughs> yeah. our that was our bread and butter, dude. We're gonna gunsling <laughs> that thing. He, he, he took Arkansas as far as they could go with, with that offense, with that four cylinder, you know. I mean are you he said that? Uh, apparently I you know I, I can't you know, I, I haven't listed, I've just seen where somebody had, had, had said that. So That sounds like something he'd say. But the delusions you know, but that, of grandeur are unbelievable. But yeah, that kind of bothers me. That'd be like, you know, I don't know. Chris Ash is, you know, or I, you know, I don't know anybody, you know, saying, "Hey, I've led that offensive or defensive." You know, and you finish in the bottom half of the, you know, that's like Bielema, you know, leaving last year three and nine seasons, and you know, I just took them as far as they could go, you know, that's that's as high as that's their ceiling, and then you know, gets another job, you know, high profile job or something. I, I got a better idea. How about the only reason we won the two games that we won in the SEC were because because we the defense pitched shutout. So if that's if you're getting everything you can get out of the offense, it was time to make a change. Like yeah, so so Pitt, enjoy your man, okay? Um, because I, I wow, that, that that's absurd. It's absurd at the very best. So uh, wow. I feel, so I feel like we need to watch Pitt games next year just so we can watch his offense. Like have oh, like I'm a watch have like a Jim Chaney segment anyway. <laughs> well, I'm gonna watch three or four Pitt games because he's gonna liven up the Hogcast discussion 100. percent uh, and then when Arkansas averages, you know, 28 points a game next year, we can say, "Yep, took them as far as they could go." Yeah, can't uh, get any better than that. Hit the ceiling. Well, now, now, here, now here's the problem. Uh, on its surface, again, sort of earlier talking about the Ole Miss, you know, on its surface, Cheney leaving is probably an all-around good deal. The downside is sort of the recruiting fallout. Okay, um, basically, uh, Cheney left, and um, there is a cryptic tweet from a uh, North Little Rock senior wide receiver slash shooting guard K.J. Hill, one of Arkansas's top recruits for the, in the class of 2015, uh, that sort of maybe he was waxing poetic about the Cheney era, and uh, he actually opened his commitment back up over the weekend. Um, now, it's been said all along they had an extremely close relationship with Coach Cheney for whatever reason, um, and um, you know, so now K.J. is going to take a visit to Ohio State, I know. Is he going to visit Alabama as well? Is that what's he, going on? He visited Alabama last week. We'll take a last visit week. to Ohio State and supposedly they're Arkansas in, in uh, uh, the 30th. But I know Ole Miss visited him uh, tonight. Today, and, yeah. then, and then I think Florida is going to try to visit. And then about every coach in the, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Florida will be in Searcy uh, tomorrow night to watch his basketball game. Wow. So, you know, so that's a that's a bit of a blow. Now, KJ is a guy that we all were sort of building our hopes and dreams of 2015 on. I mean, I, I've seen him play football twice now. Uh, he's a he's a star. I mean, he's he's got good hands. He's very quick. He's a good route runner. Uh, I mean, he was the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's Offensive Player of the Year in uh, 2013 and uh, was well deserved. He can also hoop a little basketball, which is which is a nice bonus. So, Mike may um, need him. Yeah, my, Mike Mike may need him to walk on a little bit. Matt, a la Matt Jones. Uh, Colby, uh, what, what, what's the implication? Like, I mean, what, what's it looking like? What are you hearing? Are you hearing anything? I think everybody was kind of just surprised by, it. you know, I've heard, I heard Richard Davenport and Dudley Dawson both said they were both surprised about the decommitment. You know, they weren't so much surprised about him 
kind of wavering. You know, I guess he when he first committed, he said he's going to take his, all of his official visits. Right. And so you know, I think a lot of it has to do with Cheney leaving, and then you know, Michael Smith. There's some uncertainty. Uh, you know, no, they don't know what's going to happen there. He's the only one that hasn't signed an extension or been let go. So you might lose your offensive coordinator and then your wide receivers coach. So I think he's, you know, he don't know what to, to you know, what's going to happen there. And so as soon as Arkansas hides his offensive coordinator, I think things will kind of clear up. Either, you know, we'll, we'll know for sure, you know, he's going to go elsewhere or, you know, maybe going to come here. So that, you know, hopefully Arkansas has offensive coordinator, you know, within the week. Uh, it's kind of okay, KJ, and then KJ comes on as official. And, and I've heard some people say that, you know, they wouldn't be surprised at all if he recommits. Yeah, actually, here's Richard's uh, story on the Dem- in the Democrat Gazette today, uh, Monday, January 19th. Uh, he's rated the number 18 receiver and the number 153 overall prospect in the nation. Um, he's 6'1", 192, runs a 4'4'2 in the 40-yard dash. And uh, has over 20 scholarship offers. So, um, so there you go. So that's the type of talent you're dealing with. Uh, Logan, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on KJ Hill? I mean, there's no doubt the guy's a star, right? I mean, he's obviously one of the most highly recruited wide receivers out there, and he's in the state, so we need to, you know, put the put the put the law down and get all the get all the people in state. But build that fence around the build state. Build the fence. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, but when it comes <laughs> down to it, I, I mean, it's one it's one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, and I, I I like KJ, and I don't I don't blame him at all for wanting to take all these visits, and I don't even blame him for going elsewhere if that's what it is. Because I mean, to be honest, our offense isn't really gonna right. gonna be great for wide receivers, I don't think. Um, so you know, it'll hurt. I think it really will. But when it comes down to it, somebody else is gonna have to step up. You know, we got CJ O'Grady coming in, really good tight end. Will Gregg's already on campus right now. You know, Hunter Henry's a star, so we're gonna have some targets to hit. Um, so I think we'll be all right. I really do. I mean, if if losing if losing Cheney means losing KJ Hill, um, I still think we come out in the positive there. I really do, and I've said that before, and I, I really mean it. You know, the, the, you made a very good point. You know, it's not like. KJ, I mean, and KJ knew this too when he was committed. You know, he's not going to be a guy to come to Arkansas and catch 80 balls. That's just not going to be the offense unless the team just really struggles. So, you know, as far as that goes, if he's, you know, given it, you know, consideration to go into more of a spread team, I understand that. You know, because he seemed like a guy that could play on Sundays. You know, he's a hard worker and he's got some natural ability. So I got no problem with that aspect of it. Um, yeah, like I said, and again, he, he said from the word go, he's going to take all of his visits and, you know, Opening his recruitment doesn't mean anything. It just means that he's going to, you know, he's looking back at everything now. He probably wants to see who we're going to hire as offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach if uh, Michael Smith leaves. And uh, there are a lot of cards on the table right now. Okay? There's a long time between signing day. A lot of things can happen. A lot of dominoes can fall. Um, the, the thing I want to comment on is, and you know, uh, after he announced this on Twitter yesterday, um, you know, a lot of people jumped into his mentions and uh, were, were giving him the business pretty hard. Um, really not cool. Um, obviously it was going to be a controversial decision and, um, people were going to be upset, but I, I don't know how that helps anybody. I don't know how that helps KJ. I don't know how that helps Arkansas. I don't know how that helps them other than just trying to vent a little bit. Uh, that's what message boards are for. You know, we're better. I like to think that Arkansas fans are, um, are more sophisticated than all that. Um, you know, so, uh, that was a little disappointing to see. And I mean, I'm certain, you know, I hope it doesn't affect KJ's decision one way or the other, but I just wonder how it couldn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely getting blasted on Twitter by quite a few people. But, I mean, those people aren't real fans. Those people are just crazy. Right. right. By the way, the Hogcast official stance is, KJ, do what you got to do. Yeah, do, KJ, you do you. Do you. If you want to come to Arkansas, we'd love to have you. If you got to go to Ohio State or Alabama, 
I can't knock that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so we'd love to have you on the show, KJ. I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, but seriously, yeah. I mean, look, hey, you know, he's a young man. He's 17 or 18 years old. You know, he's going. Look, he's he's got a lot on his plate right now. You know, so you, you got to make an informed decision. It's a decision that's going to affect the rest of your life, and uh, I understand that. And you know, it was like it was that way when I when I chose a college. You know, because I was also heavily recruited to play football. You know, so uh, oh, uh, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe I'm suffering a, a hay concussion. That so, was me. That was me. I remember. Uh, was it? Was it you? Yeah, dude. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we 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 were not heavily recruited, KJ. You are do what you got to do. Uh, we respect it, and uh, you know I, I understand that. I feel so. like we've not had an offensive coordinator for a really long time. Like I feel like we've been waiting to get a hire for a long time. Well, I think KJ opening his uh, recruiting back up probably you know feels that way. But yeah, just I mean, who would have thought that the Texas Bowl would be the last time we'd have Cheney on the sidelines? God, it's such a good feeling, and it was a win too. We beat Texas. Absolutely, beat Texas, and uh, so. KJ Hill, uh, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Of course, we'll keep you updated here on the Hogcast. Uh, kind of getting down on the home stretch now. Um, what other kind of recruiting news do we have, Colby? Well, you know, it started out pretty good. Um, last week, Jalen Merrick uh, chose Arkansas over yes. Florida State, Florida, Miami, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, every big school. But, you know, what's kind of interesting about it, he, you know, had the build up and said, I'm announcing at this time. Um, I think it was on Sunday at 3 o'clock. And, um, <laughs> He announced, and it made it seem like you know he was really debating on where they go. He knew where he's going to go for a while, but he actually was on the Arkansas campus later that evening, or you know maybe the time he announced. You know, I, I never got any. Uh, no one said for sure, but so he pretty much you know had his plane ticket already and had his stuff packed, and he was ready to go to Arkansas, which is smart when you're in Florida, you know, in Florida State, in Miami, so you don't have to hear anybody say something. You're already in Fayetteville, and not even have to worry about it. So, you know, that was some great news. A uh, you know a four-star offensive lineman that you know everybody gets and. You know, I don't think enough praise can be sent Pittman's way. I mean, he's went up against, you know, the Alabamas, Ohio State, Florida State, you know, all the big schools, and he continu- continues to come out, you know, with, with the top players. And, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if we've ever had any band that's on our Arkansas staff that's nationally been able to recruit as good as he has. Yeah, Pittman's that dude, and uh, I'm really glad. You know, we always talked about during the season, everybody was scared that if we ran Jim Chaney off, we were going to run Pittman off, but that was obviously not the case. Pittman is still on campus and got his extension, so that was really good situation, actually, because Pittman is, is a phenomenal recruiter and a great coach. I think I think he's going to do wonders for our offensive line for the, for the long term. And another player that we had to look at for is Toby Weathersby. He's um, He was a Texas commit, and he would actually be Arkansas's highest-rated player if he comes aboard he visited this last week had had a great visit and uh, he visited L- he visits lsu this week and um i think it's between arkansas and lsu uh, he canceled his old miss visit and um so we'll see you know i feel arkansas's got a really good chance of landing him also uh, nate dalton uh, defensive back visit this week and rashad jackson um rashad jackson was actually um you know randy shannon recruit randy shannon went there and offered him at florida he was commented saying that or quoted saying that Florida led 80 to 20 after the visit. He said it's 50-50 visits Florida this week. So we'll see where that goes. And um, uh, Nate Dalton, I think they got a really good chance of getting him. He's visits Michigan this week, and we'll decide shortly after. Man, that's great. That's great. So, you know, KJ was obviously the big news, but there's also, you know, you're not hearing about some of the other uh, victories we've got. You know, Jalen Merrick was uh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, that was a big time. He's only been playing football for two years. 
So he's going to get better, especially you know with Pittman in the in the mix too. So yeah, CJ CJ O'Grady also got upgraded as well. He's right, Colby. He's like the number one overall in the state now. He got Agreed. bumped up over KJ and on rivals in twenty four seven, and uh, I think both of them got him. One of them's gotten the ninetieth best player in the country, and the number two tied in another. I think rivals got him like the or maybe twenty four seven's got the number one hundred twentieth player overall in the country and the number like four tied mm-hmm. in. So. How about that for timing? Uh, KJD commits, and then he becomes the second-best player in the state. That's what That's happens, amazing, man. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it well, is. Well, this That's is, a, I mean, you know, the services actually, the um, in-state people don't really have much control over it. So, I mean, it was the national guys that are setting, the, you know, the rankings and everything. So It's just funny. Let me have this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> weird how it happens, and um, I'm not going to Coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, nice. you know, there's nothing else to say. Uh, now, uh, you mentioned sort of before the show that we also have some questions from a Hog fans. Is that correct? Yeah, it was basically about the offensive coordinator who uh, Arkansas might be looking at and uh, linebackers coach. Um, I know um, I don't know if y'all if y'all heard anything, but I've heard you know uh, Bielema interviewed Raymond Woody at South Florida. I think he's making around two hundred something thousand dollars, so Arkansas gave him a, a great bump. But he's got. He's a, a young coach. He's got some, you know, uh, ties down there. Great recruiter. He's he was pulling like four stars to Western Kentucky, and so uh, you can do that. And I'm telling what you can do, you know, an SEC school. So you know, I don't know, you know, who else is he's looking at? I know he's interviewed um, uh, Hargraves at Houston, but you know, I haven't heard anything from that. And then of course, you know, you've heard the rumors about Andy Boo, um, or Bu, or however you pronounce his name, because he was on the Wisconsin staff. But you're know, not sure they'll go in that direction because of, uh, uh, you know, they're wanting the South Florida ties. So, you know, them the three names I've been hearing. Have y'all heard anything else on linebacker coaches' names? No, the Woody guy's the one that I heard most about. Mm-hmm. Uh, hear his name a lot. Uh, go ahead. As far as offensive coordinators, we really haven't heard anything. I know Logan said he heard a little about Winky. I've heard a little about Chris Winky as quarterback coach, but not offensive coordinator. Somebody I haven't heard anybody else he's really interviewed. I, I think uh, Jay Norville, that used to, was a co-coordinator at uh, Oklahoma, he was interviewed, but he took a wide receiver job at Texas. So, of course, he wasn't offered the job at Arkansas' offensive coordinator. So that's the only names I've heard. I don't know if you heard anything on offensive coordinator. Now, Winky's about the only one, but I think he I – don't, I don't really want him as offensive coordinator because I did hear that as well at some points. So I don't think he's ready for that, but – uh, a quarterback coach would be huge. Uh, not only I don't, not only do I think he's a good coach, but I also think that would open up some recruiting uh, ties. I know me and you talked about he, you know, the connections to IMG that'd be huge. Yeah, they're putting yeah. out. Yeah, I think they had like twenty, you know, players that are ranked, you know, have some big D one offers. I mean, just on one staff. Of course, we got uh, Yelta Frohot from IMG, and you know, there's some connection there, and I, don't, I think it'd be great. Of course, there'd have to be one more staff member leave, and uh, we know one coach hasn't signed extension. So, you know, I, you know, I don't know. How, I don't know how what they're weighing, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I haven't heard much more than that. It's been pretty uh, tight-lipped uh, so far. You know, maybe that's uh, Brett just trying to keep it close to the vest and sort of, you know, uh, not not jump at anything. Hey, something comes up. You know, obviously, um, you know, you, you never want to. And I'm not saying this is what's going on at all, but you know, you. you you always want to get your first choice, but if you don't get your uh, first choice, you know, then you, you you don't want people to know that, you know. So, well, something we've learned with the Jeff Long era in you know Arkansas athletics is everything's tight-lipped around there nowadays. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So I mean, nobody knew Brett was coming. We were all talking, you know, Mike Gundy and whatever else. So uh, I, I can see yeah, it's probably 
we may not know anything, you know what I mean? It's just right. hopefully they come out and announce something soon for, you know, recruiting purposes because like like we talked about, you know, the sooner we get an offensive coordinator, the more time we'll have to go and talk to KJ and the rest of the recruits and see who we can sway. Oh, well, hold on. I'm on Twitter. Hold on. We just made a hire. Uh, James Chaney. Uh, James oh. Chaney. <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, he's, he's worked at two SEC schools before. Uh, he felt like he took both uh, school to as high as they could in the. Okay, so James Cheney, what do you? Uh, like can James, we call up his resume? James Cheney and Robbie Petrino. James <laughs> Cheney and Robbie, they're going to be co-coordinators. So uh, I'm hiring Robbie Petrino. Give it to me. Uh, so all right, so James Cheney's the hire. All right, no, seriously. Um, so yeah, so they. Um, I mean, obviously, it's gonna. You would think it would be somebody who's more in line with what. Uh, with what uh, uh, Coach uh, Bill wants to run. I mean, obviously, you don't want to bring somebody in there that's going to clash with him. I do – it does seem like Cheney was uh, more of a um, more of a hard-headed uh, personality. You know, maybe – and I'm just – you know, that's just me taking a shot in the dark. I could be totally off base about that. You know, and um, I don't know, you know. If you saw his play calling, you're about right. Yeah, so he, he kind of did what he wanted. He shot from the hip, right? So, um, you know, so – like I said, we'll see. It's an interesting time. It's a, it's a nervous time with uh, KJ Hill being up in the you know uh, his status being up in the air. So there's a lot to keep an eye on. It's a it's an interesting part of year time of the you know, year. As busy as it's been, we almost forgot about Darius Phylon uh, declaring oh, for the yeah. draft. That's a that's a huge loss actually. Probably one of the biggest. Um, yes, it is um, because again you're already losing Spates and uh, Trey Flowers on that side of the ball. Um, and, and, and man, Phylon, man, he's just a monster. He, he got better, you know, every year and he just, he, he's just a hard worker. It seemed like so. Yeah. I got to post that picture on our Facebook later of the Georgia game that I got a file on. He was getting blocked by three Georgia guys and he's still pushing strong. Uh, the guy's a monster and we're going to miss that three headed beast of him, flowers and spate tremendously. Um, but you know, Rob Smith, uh, I think he can get it done. Uh, Chuck, who do you see stepping up for, uh, Darius next year? <clears throat> Well, my man Bajon Jackson uh, from El Dorado, you know, he, he got some snaps late in the season. Uh, you know, first of all, he he got some playing time and looked really good. And uh, he may not be the run stopper that uh, that Darius was, but I think he'll will grow into that role. I mean, he was he was one of the best players in the state of Arkansas his senior year. Um, you know, and he again he was able to break the rotation last year too. So I think he's just going to get better. You know, from the fr- his freshman year to his sophomore year, I think he'll take a, a large step forward. Uh, he's just uh, he's just one of those guys that I really like just because he's a uh, he, he he was going to be a hog pretty much the whole time. I think he committed rather early. Colby, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he correct he committed pretty early in the process. I think right a little bit like maybe a month after Bealum was hired. Yeah, like you know, so he's just a guy that uh, from El Dorado down South Arkansas and uh, just a hard worker. And he was part of a state championship team in Class Six A with the Wildcats. And you know, he plays a true freshman. And I think he's just gonna. Uh, I think he's going to be a monster, but you know, I would rather have him and Darius uh, working together than having one or the other. So, um, so there you go. You know, uh, I, th- I watch for Bijan Jackson uh, is is my guy that I think stands to benefit the most, and um, you know, he's got big shoes to fill, but I think he's the type of guy that can get that done. So, um, Kobe, what you got? You you you're talking about three headed monsters. So I got I got three for you know each position. I got for uh, Spade. I got Brooks Ellis. I think he's gonna he might even move to outside linebacker and move Josh Williams to middle linebacker. And you know I I think he'll have a similar season to Spade uh, for defensive end. I think Demetri- Demetrius Wise will you know uh, fill in uh, the void for Flowers and then uh, uh, two people. I could see Bijan and um, Yelda, you know, uh, maybe I'm a little partial because he came on, but I see Yelda getting some <laughs> playing time. Uh, 
uh, uh, next year. And I'm, I'm being serious about that. I, I really do see him. And, you know, I don't know if he'll start, but I think he'll get some serious playing time. Yeah. So, um, man, I talk, listen, I told you when we started the show that we had a lot to cover. And uh, I think we've gotten every, we've crossed everything off. Uh, Logan, have we forgotten anything? Nah, there wasn't a championship game to talk about since Ohio State won. I don't really want to talk about it. Well, it, it, it happened, but it probably won't last. It probably won't be there, you know, for long. Uh, oh! Uh, I didn't Col- come here to play school. <laughs> Colby, you got anything to add? Um, No, I think we covered it all. I'm sure I'll remember something later, but at this time, no. This has been a hard, hard, um, almost an hour-long edition of the Hogcast Um Everybody, thank you for listening. Seriously, thanks for hanging with us after our week off last week. Um, like I said, basketball, hopefully it'll get better. We'll certainly have that for you. I guess we'll record again next Sunday or Monday, and we'll talk about the two games between now and then. Uh, I'm Chuck Livingston. I'm Colby. Uh, thanks for listening. Yep, and I'm Logan. We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. <laughs>